Hello, welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 89. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And uh, yes, we're back, hopefully with less technical issues than we had last week. Um, I'd say we could call it a candlelit podcast for two, Fisher, as of course it's Valentine's Day. It is indeed. Happy Valentine's Day to you, um, albeit that is probably the first time I've ever said Happy Valentine's Day to you. Uh, obviously, you touched on the technical difficulties, and just to say, Jimbo, I can't see you. I can't, I can't, I can't see you. I can't see Jimbo. I can't see you. you can't... Oh, sorry. No, you're wearing a camouflage shirt, aren't you? That's why. No, well, to say that, that we, uh, we 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 ended last week with technical difficulties, it seems like we've already started with technical difficulties. Not just because of my uh, invisible T-shirt that I'm wearing today. Um, but anyway, uh, I thought, should we get straight on with the episode title anyway? So, the episode title, with it being Valentine's Day, I thought I'd go for a, a traditional sort of Valentine's love song. And you've got uh, a million love songs written by Take That, Gary Barlow. And uh, I have a newfound respect for Gary Barlow after trying to record this song because it was well difficult to sing. Um not not a, a respect for Gary Barlow's tax um, history recording and so on, but uh, <laughs> but but his at least his songwriting and his singing ability. So are you are you ready for today's uh, song, Fisher? Yeah, let's listen to it, Jim. So here it is. The title of episode eighty nine is Fifteen Million Jabs Later." your mask against my face what do you feel millions of people just trying to make the most we can this year hold my hand but don't forget to sanitize them first I don't want to give you COVID for Valentine's cause that would be the worst 15 million jabs later Here we are, dying of boredom With long hair Fifteen million jobs later Here I am Here I am Fifteen million jobs later So there you go, 15 million jabs later. How did you think? What do you think of that, then, Fisher? Uh, well, can I just ask Jimbo, who was holding onto your testicles while you sang? It was that it, song? it was very it difficult. Sounded like you went in. Sounded like you went in very high there to it's, start with, maybe too high. Yeah, it's made me very ill actually. Give me a headache <laughs> trying yeah. to do that this morning. That's why I might be a bit off today. Uh, but anyway, the the the, the, tr- the trouble we go to to. Uh, to record to record these these podcasts and so on anyway uh so uh, breaking news time fisher should we get should we get on with that before we do his drinks uh hold yeah, on a minute. let's get on with our breaking news so what have you got then what's what's been going off with you uh, it's my birthday this week jimba happy so, birthday to you thank you very much although obviously you're such a good friend that you already messaged me on my birthday to say happy birthday so thank you for that um yeah it's a bit different obviously being in lockdown um, got some lovely presents, including this golf shirt that my uh, brother and his uh, girlfriend and kids bought me. So thank you very much for that. Uh, and we had a bit of a, well, we had a bit of a walk outside and got our exercise for the day, and uh, then we came back inside and obeyed the rules that we should be following. And so that was about it. Yeah. So that's all. 
all I've really got for breaking news. How about yourself, Jimbo? What, well, what, what did you do to celebrate my birthday? <laughs> well, it's breaking up a little bit, unfortunately. But anyway, um, we're, we'll, we'll continue. My breaking news is that I'm in a last man standing. Have you heard of these last man standing competitions before? I have, yeah. So this is this is where um, you pick a team each week against another people pick teams, and then if your team wins, you go through to the next round. If they lose or draw, you drop out. And I'm I'm in down to the last three in a last man standing uh, between me and a couple of friends, and they've both picked Manchester United, uh, who play today at two o'clock. And I've yep. picked, and I think I might have dropped the ball with this one. Um, but I, in a way, I'm glad that I've picked another team because it keeps it quite exciting. Uh, I've gone with uh, West Ham. Who are playing Sheffield United tomorrow? And you know, yeah. if anybody's gonna yeah. gonna lose me the money, it's bound to be uh, Sheffield United, isn't it? Yeah, you'd have thought so. I mean, is it West Brom Man United today? So good chance for Man United, but Sheffield United. To be fair to them, are playing all right. I mean, I don't know if you want to touch. Do we want to touch on fantasy football as well at this point? Yeah, yeah. So what what points are you? I, I've I've kind of started to drop off a little bit now, and I think it's because. Uh, I, I don't know. I've, I've I've really struggled to be honest. I think I think you're going to have probably stretched out into the lead. Uh, let me have a look. What am What am I on at the minute? So, I am on. Uh, how, how many How many How many points have you got so far this week? Oh, I've climbed. A, I've got fifty six so far this week, which is not All bad right, going. Well. That's decent. Yeah, I've, I've only got forty seven. Um, but my total amount um, is one thousand four hundred and two. Wow, that is good going. What? Uh, I have got 1,284. Oh, okay. Gun- Gundogan wow. has got me 38 points this week, and he's basically scored. He's, I've only I've only had a few players playing and get me any points, mm. but he's got 38 of my 56 points. So <laughs> you, you captained him, basically. I did, yeah. Oh, I, sh- I should have treble captained, really, considering it's a double game week as well. Yeah, but, but I think he might be injured when he's potentially. He came off early, I think, with a groin injury. Oh, fool, so. anyway. Oh well, so, at, least I didn't, at least I got me the points before. Well, yeah, I've got Raheem Sterling as captain, so I'm hoping that he's going to come good in the second game of this week. So there we go. The joys. Oh, hang on, you're drinking beer already? It's not beer. It's a co- it's a can of cola. I told you I was suffering today a little bit, um, yeah. especially with the song. So uh, I had to get I had to get something sugary. Well, it's not even sugary. Cause it's no sugar. There's no yeah. sugar in it. But anyway, let's should we get should we get on with the beers? Should we get on with the beers? Then yeah, no problem. What have you got? Or should I go well, to go you, first? Yeah, you? you go first because I'm gonna have to scoot yeah. over to the fridge. Okay, so well, I've got some uh, some daily bread from uh, the Abbeydale. Um, this was this was a birthday present again from the same people, the brother, his girlfriend, and uh, and their children who bought me uh, this shirt. And it's got a picture of a. It's, it's a bitter because I'm I'm a bitter man, mate. Uh, I also like to drink that sort of stuff. Uh, what's it say on it? Well, it probably says the same as any other bitter. It's a smooth, well balanced. This is a malt-driven style of beer. With a subtle sweetness, wrapped up in a Moorish bit. Uh, so that's from Abbeydale Brewery. And you know what the best bit about this is, Jimbo? Go on. Look at that, eh? Look at that mark on there. What's it say on it? Made, made in Sheffield. Sheffield. With a, Brilliant. With, with an S on there. I don't, I don't know if there's an official Made in Sheffield stamp of some form, <laughs> but there we go. Yeah. And this, this was bought to me, uh, bought for me from uh, Lardy Dar Shop on station, um, a local beer seller. So I worked. Congratulations and thank you very much. To uh, there we go. Cheers. Cheers, Happy birthday to me. 
Sorry, sorry if people are picking up a slightly uh, audio broken down fissure, but uh, you are coming. You're still coming through today, so we can see what you're saying, even if it's just sort of a little bit broken up. But anyway, uh, I should have. I had a beer earlier this week called Love Lane, and I realised I should have saved that for today's episode with it being Valentine's Day. So I can't have that. So uh, for Valentine's Fisher, I'm going to give you my Keju Crush. Do you want? Do you want me to throw a bit of Keju Crush away for Valentine's Day? Uh, uh... No, I had a shower earlier on, so I don't want to get back again. My Keju juice on you. Yeah, so um, um, maybe later. Um, so this is a four point seven percent tropical pale Keju uh, crush, and it's the Keju brewery. Um, and yeah, there we go. And I've heard, I, I've, I was taught somebody got in touch on Instagram, and it wasn't uh, Paul Burrell or Benito Carboni, by the way. And they said uh, that this is a recommended beer um, from this brewery because I had a different beer from this brewery a few weeks back. Um, but they said if you try this one, you know, they said try, you know, they, really this one ideal is for the summer, but I can't resist anymore. I'm going to open it today. So there you go. Who was it who got in touch with it? Was it the actual brewery themselves? No, just kind of it going was around a... people and recommending their own stuff. It was somebody who who uh, who, who follows. Uh, I think it was somebody who, who writes reviews for Untapped, actually, which is a a yeah. beer brew uh, beer review website. But uh, they commented saying it's a this is a nice one to try. So there we go. Uh, are we moving very forwards? Uh, yeah, let's move forwards. Don't you do apologies for me? This is very much so I'll do a apology of the week then because you might remember if you listen if you remember listening to last week's episode I did three things in one episode. Number one is I sort of prematurely broke well not not necessarily prematurely because I don't want this to happen at all but broke you and uh, your wife up ended your marriage um, because I, I can't remember exactly why that happened but it, I think it was just so that I could say that I would say to. Uh, your wife, there's plenty more fishers in the sea. I think that's the only reason I decided to do yeah. that. Uh, the next thing I want to apologise for is I killed off Joe Royal, who's not dead. Uh, he's, a, he's a football manager. Uh, managed Ipswich. I say, did he use to manage Man City, did he? Man, Man City, yeah, probably most famously. Yeah. Um, and I also killed off 69,000 Chinese people as well. Um, from a, a mm-hmm. and I, I I went back to that article and it must have been an error uh, because it, it did say it in the article. I won't name and shame the article, uh, although I should do because it got me into a bit of trouble. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't nowhere yeah. near the death toll that I said it was. So there's my apology of the week for for a really bad three big 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 things there really I suppose <clears throat> in one episode. Mm. Well, there we go. Well, thank you very much for the apology. Apology accepted, Jimba. It's all right. Uh, what about headline of the week? Uh, uh, I don't know. Have we particularly got a headline this week? Yes. I know, I'm not sure. So I saw a headline, and it was the uh, on the BBC website, and it just made me laugh. Really, uh, convict Trump, or it could happen again. <laughs> 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 Which I thought just just read quite nicely, and obviously yeah. that's been about uh, the um, what do we call it? The the stuff with Trump this week, and he's been impeached, but it's not gone down, has it? It's basically not not turned out yeah. but anyway yeah. we'll probably talk about I that also, in the news yeah i also saw a headline as well which is actually last week but i thought i'd mention it now which it just says um smallest reptile on earth has been discovered which uh made me think what is bernie eccleson up to nowadays so <laughs> oh, there we go uh it's a it's, it's, i don't know if you can see that but uh, it's a very very small picture of a reptile sat on someone's finger no, oh, it's tiny it's their finger there i mean Sure. It is the, well, it's the smallest one in the world, so what, what would you expect? <laughs> oh. There we go. Right, anyway.
Leanne, uh, Leanne Riley got in touch on our Facebook page, by the way, saying that she needs the song uh, on CD. Uh, that that uh, so, so it was appreciated. It was, I thought actually, if we could put together a CD or uh, you know an album of all the the songs that we've done uh, through COVID, the sort of short minute, thirty second to a minute songs we've done, mm. we'd have a great album, wouldn't we? Bestseller. Uh... Would we? I mean, <laughs> we, we we could try and sell it. Should we, should we try and sell it for charity raised by the NHS? That'd be a good idea. Get. Uh, but big shout out to Leanne who's listening. Um, so we, we've got somebody listening for sure. Anyway, should we move on with? Because uh, I've got a quiz for you. So obviously you applied, didn't you, for us to go onto TV's Pointless? Have you actually done that yet? Uh, no, I need to complete the application. But I thought first up we'd maybe do the show and tell item because that sort of followed the order of what we'd agreed. That does follow the order of what we agreed, yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, let's and, go with that the, first. I'm jumping ahead. Logical, logical flow that we always have in these uh, these episodes. Uh, so I've got two items, actually. Um, first one is this. Do you know what it is? Uh, you know what? It's got to Valentine's Day and you're getting your balls out for Valentine's Day. Is this, exactly. is this what this is all about? It, it's a tennis ball. Uh, guess what my other item is? Is it another ball? Is it a, go- is it a cricket ball? It's a tennis racket. Oh, right, um, okay. So this is... It's, it's got a word W on it. It says a Wilson rack attack. And this is a tennis ball, so I can hit the tennis ball up. Um, and I've got a tennis-related question for you, Jimbo. So I'm specifically talking about tennis players. Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. Okay. Are you familiar with those two tennis players? Widely regarded as two of the great players of the modern era, probably along with uh, with Rafael. Uh, so my question is really, what is the connection that's happened to me in this last couple of weeks. And what's my connection to either Roger Federer or Novak Djokovic? Okay. Is it, firstly, that my wife was recently forced to deny that my name is Roger, a bit like <laughs> Roger Federer? Or secondly, that my wife was recently forced to deny that I am from Serbia in Eastern Europe, a bit like Novak Djokovic? <laughs> so, Come to think of it, you do look a little bit Serbian. Any- if if the, oh, if, if if there's if there's if there's a Serbian look out there, I'm sure your your look is is that of a Serbian person. But I don't know if there is. Uh, I would have thought probably it's uh, fairly uh, unfair and a bit xenophobic to suggest that there may be a look of having a certain nationality about you nowadays. But never mind. That's what that was just setting up the apology for next week. Yeah, you, you did you, you offended the Chinese last time, so I might as well the <laughs> Europeans. No, I, so have you got any? I'd say I'd say that uh, I I would think then that why did, did, is your is what is your dad's name Roger? My dad's name is not Roger. Do you, do you want me to sort of ex- do you, do you want to ask any questions and yeah, explain a bit more? So why why, why did somebody think you were called Roger? Um, I don't know. I don't don't know. It was basically the case that uh, well yeah, this particular lady just thought my name was Roger. And how long and have you known this lady? Uh, I don't know her. And, and she evidently doesn't know me because she doesn't know what my name is. She thinks I'm called. So this was someone who was uh, um, who Vicky knows, and Vicky was trying to get onto a Zoom call. Uh, well, no, sorry, Vicky wasn't trying to get onto a Zoom call, uh, but someone was trying to get onto the Zoom call, and there was Roger. So the person thought it might have been Vicky trying to get onto the Zoom call because, as, as we're all aware, Vicky's husband is called as part of the fact that he's not. I'm Vicky's husband, and my name is not Roger. Right. Okay. Sorry, you did. You broke up during that one there a little bit. Um, so basically, it was somebody th- you was connecting. Why? Why were you going onto this Zoom call? Is it a social thing or a work thing? Um, Vicky goes onto a Zoom call every week uh, with her Slimming World group. 
Aha, okay, fair enough. Um, is, is the idea of that group that, you know, eventually, by the end of, 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 of the sort of sessions or year-long sessions, that everybody can fit onto the cameras on screen? Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's a very good group that um, promotes healthy eating and a healthy lifestyle, and uh, my wife uh, goes to that and attends it. I, mean, I dare say she doesn't particularly need to, but, um, you know, she just says that she kind of gets the, the level of support on the Zoom call and from a Slim World group that she doesn't get at home or something like that. I can't quite remember what she said, but... Well, that's because you're, you're busy cooking a slap-up meals. Probably, You're not supportive. Yeah, like you're that. not supportive at all. Them yeah, massive I mean, steaks. When, when she said that, I almost choked on the pizza that I was eating. So, <laughs> yeah, and I, I think, by the sounds of it, I don't quite know why... I don't quite know why this person thinks that my name's Roger, but I think perhaps when she signs off the call, just says, "Right, I've got to, I've got to go home to Roger or something like that." And I don't know. I don't mm. know. Okay. So why? Let's go to the other one. Why did somebody think you are Serbian? Uh, it was a case of mistaken identity. Um, <laughs> obviously, because I'm not Serbian. Uh, so I don't know if you, but uh, Vicky used to work overseas um, for six months and while she was working there there was someone else also called Victoria and the other person working there called Victoria is now in a relationship with someone who is from Serbia so she got confused between me or she got confused between me and Vicky and this other person and their partner who is from Serbia so is this the same group thing oh no no this is a, a work person is that right, right. yes yeah, yeah the second second example is purely work related um, so yeah, Vicky used to work overseas, and, uh, and someone who she worked with is also called Victoria. Is in a relationship with someone who's from Serbia, and uh, yeah, they got she got a. Um, I, I can actually prove what happened, by the way, because I have got the audio clip of the person <laughs> asking the question. So I'll be able to. What, what to, was I'll what was their question then? So what how, what did they actually say then? Uh, they asked whether or well, it was just a bit of a not spoke for a while just catching up, wondered how you are. And they said, oh, by the way, how's things with your husband? Um, is he all right in terms of paperwork and all that sort of stuff? Obviously, now we've left the EU because he's, he's from Serbia. <laughs> and he says you have to do things to make sure that everything's still okay. All right. And is everything okay for you? Yep. Still, I'm I'm like this can of bitter. I am made in Sheffield, Jim. <laughs> okay. Um, so did you not fit? Knowing you, I thought you might have been the type of person um, who would have wanted to go along with it and then try to pretend you were Serbian and, and continue that, keep that going. Uh, let's be clear, I didn't say I hadn't done that. <laughs> so did you do that? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> um, I said, yep, yeah, too busy, just uh, just got back from my game of tennis with Novak Djokovic. Um, I said, tell you what, that Roger Federer about, he's not very good, is he? Uh, um, and we just had a bit of a knock around. In the Australian Open next week, me and I love me tennis. And they said, this has got absolutely nothing to do with tennis whatsoever. So I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Novak Djokovic is the only Serbian person I could think of. And I thought tie that in with Roger Federer. Yeah, well, we need we need to think of more famous uh, Serbian people for next week. Uh, uh, yes, I, mean, I suppose we'd probably stop at various sports people because I'm, I'm not aware of many, um, many, many people from Serbia or the former Yugoslavia who are famous. So obviously... Isn't, isn't, isn't Rita Rory? Oh, possibly, yeah. But, I mean, behind, behind, um, sort of, you know, Djokovic then, you are probably the second most famous Serbian we know. Uh, possibly. Um, <laughs> that's, there's, there's a 50% chance that's the case. I was watching, I was watching The Voice yesterday, by the way, and it's, uh, fa- I was slightly intrigued, um, by someone who came on and said, So, whereabouts are you from? And she said, I'm half Norwegian, 
and half Swedish. And I don't know if I don't know if it's just me, but if that was you, Jimbo, would you say I'm half Norwegian and half Swedish, or would you say I'm Scandinavian? I suppose, yeah, I suppose so. Um, but then, hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah, they are very proud so, to be so, about half. Yeah. So would, half would, Swedish would, and half Norwegian. Is, is that but. a bit like somebody saying, "Oh, well, I'm 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 half English, half Scottish"? You know, if your mother was from mm. Scotland or whatever. Yeah. Is it? I mean, you just think, what does this person dislike so much about Denmark and Finland that they definitely don't want to be associated <laughs> with that place? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think I'm ready to make a decision then. I, I reckon it's the second one, and I think they thought you were Serbian. Okay. Uh, I, and, 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 well, and in terms of reasoning, I think it's that because I think you might have just made up the name Roger on the spot, and I think you, that was the best thing you could come up with. Okay. Well, as David Coleman say, let's see if you're right because I'm going to play the voicemail mes- the message that w- was received. Hi, Natalie. Just thought I'd have a catch up, see how you're getting on. Oh, one thing as well. Did you try and get on our Zoom on Tuesday? Because it said Rog. And I thought, oh, only person, I'm sure you said your husband's name were Roger. So we could see you a little bit, and then it just went off. Oh, brilliant. I'm glad you well, got there that. We go. Yeah, I'm glad you've got that, uh, that, that that audio clip. So it was the first one, so I got it wrong. <laughs> well, I enjoyed that, Fisher. Um, well, there we go. <laughs> but I still think um, we, we can say you're the second most famous Serbian we know. Well, thank you very much. Okay, so now it is my quiz time, Fisher, and we went back to, we, we talked about Pointless a few weeks ago, because it, in your show and tell, uh, you told, or you revealed that you are applying for us to go on Pointless, um, mm-hmm. and hopefully uh, win some money, or just be on the show in general, and probably make a mockery of yourself, I don't know. So you've not got the application in yet, but I thought we could kind of have a bit of practice, and I've got some, um, a quiz for you based on ridiculous answers to um, TV quiz show questions, if you know what I mean, and radio yep. questions as well. So not just necessarily TV game shows, but sort of quizzes that have been done on the radio and things like that. So I've got 11 questions for you. So obviously I want you to try and get the correct answer, and then we'll, and then I'm going to give you a series of possible answers that the contestant gave, and you've got to get the correct wrong answer, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. okay. So... Uh- yeah, I don't know if it's gonna. I don't. It, I'll tell you what. At the end of it, I'll give you what I think is one of my favourite all-time quiz answers on television. But I'll wait and see whether or not if you've it comes up that in the quiz. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully I've got a good uh, range. Then I've, I've kind of got a bit of a range from different game shows. So we'll start with number one then. And the first couple of questions that we've got are from uh, Tipping Point, um, which is obviously a BBC quiz show hosted by. Is it BBC? Isn't it? Yeah, hosted by Ben Shepherd. Um, ITV. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Four o'clock. Yeah. Or five o'clock if you watch it on plus one. And it's quite a good idea, isn't it? It's basically like the uh, the the sort of coins that you slot machines. machines sort of things. Yeah. So yeah. it's uh, quite addictive viewing. Right then. So on tipping point, hosted by Ben Shepherd. Uh, this was the question: Between 1991 and 1999, Peter Schmeichel was the goalkeeper for which English football club? Uh, obviously, the answer, well, Fisher. Manchester United. But what did the contestant say? Three possible answers. He said either A, Germany, B, Celtic, or C, Inter Milan. Um, oh, right, yeah, sorry. Which one did he say? Uh, Germany, Celtic. 
I, I think he might. I think it would sound more stupid if he said Germany because it's a because, country. Because that's not a country, not a club team. Exactly. Yeah, and you would be correct. Well done. Yeah. So yeah, he said Germany. Uh, number two, then, also on tipping point. Which day is Christmas Day traditionally celebrated in the UK? Obviously, you know the answer there, Fisher. Christmas Day. <laughs> um, yes, 25th of December. Well, exactly. this is going to be one of the answers now. So, uh, what did the contestants say, though? A, the 26th of December, B, Wednesday, or C, Christmas Day? Christmas Day. Uh, I, well, well it must have, they must surely have said Christmas Day, I would have thought. Nope. The contestant actually said Wednesday. <laughs> um, I wonder how, how well some of these contestants went on to do. I bet some of them probably surprised people and went on and won a fair bit of money or whatever. Okay, next time we're on to Pointless, so proper practice time for us now. Uh, who was assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald in Dallas? Uh, to, to which I remember this. <laughs> uh, to which the answer was, of course, uh, John F. Kennedy. And um, the possible answers I've got, and you, I think you're going to know the answer already, A, J.R., B, Bill Clinton, or C, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, to which they got confused with, with the television programme, Dallas, and they said, obviously, there was a famous storyline Dallas, which was who shot J.R., so they said it was J.R. Ewing. <laughs> um, and yeah. I found that most amusing when I watched it. Yeah, uh, so that it was that was that the one that you've been waiting for? Uh, it wasn't actually. No. There, there, there's another. There's Although an, I wondered whether it might come up. There's another Dallas one actually. In in another quiz show, um, they asked what happened in Dallas in nineteen something something. Well, it would have been obviously the the assassination of of John F. Yeah. Kennedy would have been the answer, but um, the year and so on. But they actually said, "Oh, I don't know. I haven't watched it in ages." <laughs> <laughs> um, okay then uh, number the next one number four university challenge okay so oh, this could be highbrow though yeah so number four so this is the question what was Gandhi's first name and you do you know what the answer is uh, believe the answer is Mahatma yep Mahatma correct yep. but what did the uh, the the person on university challenge the contestant say A Graham B Goosey or C Dave or D flip flop Graham, Dave. We're not going to say Dave. Um, There must surely be a bit of a case of mistaken identity, but I'd maybe say I maybe say Graham. You say Graham. Graham. Okay, and you be wrong. So the contestant actually said (laughs) Goosey, (laughs) which is obviously from a nursery rhyme or something. Goosey, Goosey Gander, Goosey Goosey Gander or Gander or whatever, something like that. Uh, But yeah, they said Goosey. Uh, They thought uh, thought Gandhi's name, first name was Goosey. Anyway, uh, number five, uh, still on University Challenge, this one. Um, What is another name for cherry pickers and cheesemongers? You might actually not know the answer to this one, but do you know what it is? Um... Oh, gee, uh, I don't off the top of my head, unfortunately. No, I can't remember what cheesemaker's called. So it's it, well, it's, I, I don't know if the question's like, like worded wrong, but what what is another? What are they also known as? What are the nicknames for cherry pickers and cheesemongers? And the actual answer is regiments of the British Army. So the different. Um, oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Yeah. What did the contestants say though? <laughs> A. Germans. B. Dancers. Or C. Homosexuals. I remember, I remember this uh, outtake, and it was homosexuality how I referred to these uh, this group of people. I think uh, Paxman uh, had a quite a, a serious sort of funny response at the same time, didn't he? Yeah, I thought it was a great way of offending sort of, you know, six 
seven million people in the UK with that answer. So, yeah, <laughs> very, um, a very strange response to give. Next then, blockbusters with Bob Holness. Uh, what L do you make in the dark when you don't consider the consequences? So it's obviously like a crossword. Con- yeah, uh, yes. Um, what L do you make in the dark when you don't consider the consequences? Well, I don't, I don't love. And that's exactly what the contestant <laughs> said. Is that a contestant said? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the actual correct answer would be leap. You make a leap of faith or leap. Uh, it's, 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 a leap, yeah. I, su- I suppose it's a good answer, but uh, it just sounded yeah. quite funny because uh, of the question, of course. But no, it was the answer's leap, not love. Next then, yeah. LBC Radio. So we're on to radio now. What name does Cat Stevens go by now? Do you know the answer, Fisher? Uh, we. It prefers to be a bit more formal, so you have to call him Mr. Stevens. But of course, he is known as Yusuf Islam, I believe. Well done. But what did the contestant say on LBC Radio? He either said A, Al Jazeera, B, (laughs) Al Qaeda, or C, Abu Hamza. Oh, yeah. Well, none of those are very good, are they? I mean, uh, I'm going to say. Well, I don't particularly want to say any of them, but I think maybe... Well, Al Jazeera Jazeera is just a TV TV network, isn't it? Yeah, It's a TV network, yeah. I mean, um, I think he may have got confused with seeing Abu Hamza in the news quite a bit, sort of, you know, 10 years or so ago, so I'm going to say he said Abu Hamza. He did, yeah. The famously hooked terrorist, is that right? He's got a hook. Uh, um, He was a Muslim preacher, I believe, at the Finch... Part Moss, who I think um, preached uh, um, sort of about terrorism and had a very strong extreme view. Not sure you can quite call him a terrorist himself, in all honesty, but uh, yeah, I think think he's been exported. I think he was put in prison and exported from the country. Right, yeah. Okay. Number next then, Family Fortunes. Uh, So, number eight, name a bird with a long neck. Can you name one, Fisher? Uh, A swan. Yes, well done. I would have said ostrich or emu yeah. first, but yeah, well done. Uh, what what did the contestant say? A, Peter Crouch, B, a giraffe, or C, Naomi Campbell? Uh, well, I suppose Peter Crouch is, is not a bird in the in the sexist tent, that's tense where you refer to women as birds, as where Naomi Campbell is. So clearly he got confused between just animal and bird. I think he said, I think I recall Naomi Campbell was the answer to that one. Well done, correct, yep, that's what the uh, answer was given. Next then, uh, Richard and Judy, so they had some sort of quizzy thing on their uh, on their show at one point. Yeah. Uh, on which street did Sherlock Holmes live? Now, um, he was, do, do you know the answer to this? Uh, he lived on Baker Street. He did, and uh, on the on the show, Richard Madeley was trying to, you know, give the answer, basically trying to give the answer away to the, the contestant, I don't think it was a serious quiz or anything, so they were, they were trying to give him some clues, and he said, he bakes bread and cakes um, as the clue. Um, also, uh, you know, who, you know that kind of thing, what break, bakes bread and cakes, that, that might be a clue sort of thing. But what did the contestant then give us the answer? A, Drury Lane, B, Kipling Street, or C, Bread and Cake Avenue. <laughs> um, Drury Lane. Uh, there is a road called Drury Lane, where a lot of theatres are. Um, the theatre Royals on Drury Lane. That one's put in there, oh. obviously, because of the Muffin Man. Uh, all right, okay, fair enough. That's uh, that's a bit lost on me. I think Kipling Street might be the answer because obviously Mr. Kipling is a well-known cake maker. Well done. <laughs> 
Next then, uh, two more to go. BBC Radio Merseyside uh, asked a question on one of their um, sort of quiz shows that they were doing. Um, I don't know whether this one is going to be the one that uh, you've been waiting for, Fisher. What was Hitler's first name? A, Hale, B, Adam, or C, Winston? Uh, uh, this wasn't the one that I was uh, hoping would come up. Uh, obviously, we know that Hitler's first name is Adolf. Um, you know, I've actually got a tattoo of him on. <laughs> on your arm and um, so, well, Heil, Adam, or Winston? I, th- I think we might have said Heil. Might have said Heil Hitler. Well done. That's the answer that the contestant gave. And then your final question is from Rock FM, and it was this one: Name a a, a film starring Bob Hoskins that is also the name of a famous painting by Leonardo da Vinci. Okay. Do you know Do you know the answer to that, or can you name Can you name it? Uh, is it Ma- Ma- Mona Lisa? Maybe y- Mona Lisa. Yeah, name of a film. Yep, Mona Lisa. Well done. Uh, is, would have been the correct answer. But what answer did the contestant give? A. Mister B in the movie. B. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Or C. The Da Vinci Code. Uh, so, I, I, I think they must have thought they must have only thought of the Bob Hoskins film and then said who framed Roger Rabbit as the. I think they would have said that. <laughs> well done. Correct. There you go. Some uh, quiz questions uh, with answers, uh, wrong answers from famous TV game shows and radio shows. Go on then. Obviously, the one that we were hoping for hasn't come up, to, or hasn't come up. So which which one? Maybe I left it out on purpose. But yeah, go on then. Fisher. My f- my favourite answer and quiz question combination I've ever seen on a quiz was the question was where would you find the auditory canal? Do you know that, Jimbo? Just repeat the question. You broke up slightly. Where would you find the auditory canal? Uh, it, it, that, the answer to that would be in your ear, uh, yep. but I reckon they've, they've probably said <laughs> they've probably said something like Wales or something. I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. Obviously, you're right. Auditory. Yeah. Um, audio ear. So the answer is in your ear. Uh, the contestant just said Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought it was what, quite amusing. What, what show? What show was that one on? Uh, I I think it might be the weakest link. But I can't remember. It'd be, this was years and years and years ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I was quite amused by such an answer. Well, there we go. I mean, so, hopefully that's preparing us better for our appear- future upcoming appearance on um, BBC's Pointless if we actually get picked and you get the application yeah. in. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you very much, Jimbo. Really good. No worries. Oh, and uh, we've now got an advert because, uh, yeah, we've got we've got a new advertiser. Are you ready to, to hear it, Fisher? Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. Hello, it's Sil from near Liverpool. I know for a service where I can change some of your embarrassing personal details. I started the service when I rung up the local radio station and I had to call myself Cyril from the Wirral. I've helped many people over the years and I've got some testimonies from my clients. Hello, it's Kath from Bath. I use Cyril services and now I call myself Kath from Somerset. He's highly recommended. Anyway, I've got to go now and have a sit down wash. I used to call it a bath but Cyril won't let me call it that anymore. Hello, it's Christopher. I'm an old man from Oldham. Thanks to Cyril, I'm now an old man from Lancashire. Actually, that makes me Christopher from Lancashire. Oh, I'll have to get back in touch with him. Dear me, I can't believe I've fallen for that. Wah, 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 wah. I know that hasn't made much sense, but that's Michael, and he's an ostrich from Cambridge. I've renamed him as Michael, an ostrich from Cambridgeshire. Hello, it's me, Sean Bean. Because my name's Rhyme, I'm Cyril's business, and now I'm called Sean, who's as hard as nails and dies in it. Actually, come to think of it, my names don't rhyme at all as the words are pronounced differently to how they look when they're written down. And he's charged me for the service as well. Cyril, you bastard. 
Hello, it's Terry from the Northern Irish city of either Derry or Londonderry, depending on whether you're a unionist or a nationalist. Cyril has kindly renamed me as Terry from the place where everyone is desperately hoping that Boris Johnson's complete ineptitude doesn't unwind the peace process that brought stability to the area for the last 25 years. Thanks, Cyril. At least somebody cares about us. Hello, it's Daryl from Hull. I used Cyril's services to rename me as Daryl from Yorkshire. I wasn't bothered about my name sounding silly, but the police were looking for me again, so I needed to change it. I can't recommend Cyril's service enough, although the bastard has nicked my advertising spot. Hello, it's controversial daytime TV presenter Piers Morgan from near the middle of Lincoln. I asked Cyril for a more appropriate name given my geographical location, and he called me Piers Morgan from the middle of Scunthorpe. Thanks, Cyril. Don't worry, Piers, we all know you're synonymous with the middle of Scunthorpe, mate, and I'm glad I could step in to help. Please contact me, Cyril, from near Liverpool. Actually, Cyril from the Wirral probably has more of a ring about it for business purposes, doesn't it? Cyril from the Wirral, your name is my game. Or should that be your name is my match? Oh, I'm not too sure. But I suspect we all agree on the Piers Morgan thing anyway. Good bit of advertising there. Uh, anyway, uh, so should we talk about uh, what's been going on in the on the news or what hasn't been going on? Because obviously there's not a great deal going on as as always, really. But uh, yeah, I mean, is it? Should we, can we, can we just jump back to adverts? I mean, pretty much everyone on the advert sound exactly the same, despite of living in different geographical locations. Jimbo. They did, yeah. I think uh, yeah. I think I think they might have used ringers. Yeah, I think I think the impressionist needs a bit more work on it, really. But never mind. <laughs> it was good, good fun writing and recording that advert, mind. But uh, never mind. Should we talk about the news? Anyway, should we talk about um, sending abusive messages to famous people over Twitter? Yeah. Uh, do you ever get any abusive messages? No, I mean only from you. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, um, you know, on Twitter, uh, you can quite freely send abusive messages to famous people. I mean, I'm sure we all agree. It's absolutely great, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a fantastic feature of Twitter that you can do that. Um, I'm not, do you ever... Send abusive messages to people, Jimbo. Uh, I, I I don't think not not directly to them. I don't think I don't send anything abusive. But uh, we both uh, we both like to uh, you know pick out you know an odd you know someone who, who might not you know pe- people who tend to be those like pantomime villains like uh, like Piers Morgan. We just heard him mention in the advert, yeah. and and uh, obviously sometimes it's a it's a good way to sort of show people what's going on with our politicians and everything like that as well, which. Sometimes is uh, not great, um, but anyway, do, what about yourself? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, I troll quite a lot of people and send people offensive messages. Um, to be honest, I tend to do it from the Waste Web Spaces uh, account, and uh, sort of if anything ever comes back from the police, then they can just claim it was you. So <laughs> means I'll be I'll be fine and won't get arrested. Well, of course, uh, we, bo- no, we both like it, to troll Northern Rail as well when we're actually uh, sort of you know using the trains, I suppose. Hey, to be fair, Jimbo, there is no longer a problem with overcrowding on Northern Rail's train. Yes, so all good. Um, but I, there is a lot in the news at the moment about uh, the manner in which Twitter, Facebook, Instagram uh, are not doing much to stop people from sending abusive messages. And yeah, you know, we, we've heard maybe a few words. There's been sort of at least sort of seven or eight footballers just in the last sort of week, fortnight, who've reported receiving racist abuse. Um, and the social media companies are saying, oh, well, we need to try and do a bit more and we're taking this seriously. Uh, but it got me thinking back a little bit, Jimbo. Um, and I remember in the 2012 Olympics, you remember Tom, you know, Tom Daly, the uh, Olympic diver whose father passed away? He, he received an abusive message uh, from someone saying, I'm sure your dad would be 
really proud of you. And then I think he used a few expletive and, and uh, unfair terms to describe Tom Daly. And, and yeah, there was a bit of a, an uproar at the time. But that was nearly eight and a half, nine years ago. And to the best of my knowledge, you can still freely, well, not freely, but there is still the option and availability to openly send abusive messages to people who affirm that are discriminatory, that are racist, that are sexist, homophobic, and the chances of anything really ever coming back on you, I think, are quite, uh, quite limited. And I think the social media companies haven't really done a huge amount in that period of time to actually do anything at all to eradicate it. Even now, when you send, I believe, from what people say, if you send abusive messages to people, you will still have your account intact, and you have to do it sort of two or three times before you even get blocked from social media. Yeah. At which point you can just go and create another account. I mean, I I, I know someone who was once kicked, removed from Facebook and he was kicked off there. Isn't that right, Jimbo? I now that was a long time ago, and that was because I I I I had my when I first joined, joined Facebook reluctantly at the time because uh, everyone else was on there before me. Uh, I just put my name on there as Jimbo Studios, which is what I was I, I kind of was known as online at the time, weren't it? And uh, Facebook didn't yeah. like it, and just randomly one day decided to ban me because I had my name as Jimbo Studios. Uh, so yeah, that was a bit disappointing, but uh, I, I got I got back on there in the end. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, so I, just, I just think it's really kind of quite um, quite unfair that this is still going on. Mm-hmm. I can sort of understand when you create technology. You don't quite you don't quite know how it's going to be used, and people will start abusing it. You've got to be a little bit reactive to it. Uh, but I've just googled again um, football player Fabrice Mwamba. He, he collapsed in March 2012, so nearly nine years ago. Uh, had a cardiac arrest during the game. Um, very fortunately, there was there were people there on hand, paramedics to um, give assistance and perform CPR, and he was able to uh, to make a recovery and uh, and survive that. And as soon as he um, collapsed on the pitch, to it. There were some people, I remember reading it on Twitter, who were sending abusive messages uh, to him uh, that were based purely on the colour of his skin. It's just it's people, with no, it's people with nothing better to do. and just, just, it's, just, it's amazing that these people exist, isn't it, really? It is amazing that these people exist, um, but it's amazing that they've still got a platform yeah. to um, spit their hate towards other people. And mm. I really don't think it's, uh, it's fair. I don't think that we should still be uh, in, in a position where they can still do that uh, and that's large social media. Media companies are really doing very little about it, is what I think is quite unfair. Yeah. It's just, anyway, uh, it's... Should, we, should we move on to a lighter subject? Yeah, I mean, you sent me a picture yesterday of uh, Arge sat on a bench. Uh, Arge, from only way, is Essex, sat on a, a park bench doing um, doing weights and stuff and, and looking quite did, not did, his sorry. best, basically. So did you did you tweet that to him as well and say, what are you doing, you fatty? No, but I, <laughs> and that's the whole point. I didn't. I sent. I just sent it. I knocked him behind his back. I knocked him behind <laughs> his massive back. No, the, the picture of... <laughs> the picture of Arge from The Only Way is Essex, um, who I be- believe is due to have some kind of gastric band fitted. Uh, the, the main reason that I uh, sent you that is because there was a caption underneath it of him at an outdoor gym. And it very much looked like he was doing this for the camera because he just happened to be going to the gym whilst and pumping some weights just while he was looking straight at the camera. So it very much gave the impression it was quite staged. Um, but it was, it said on the caption underneath, Arge is keen to make sure he uses, he loses weight naturally as well as having surgery. <laughs> and I'm just not... It doesn't doesn't sort of, to me, kind of think, I tell you what, he might have had to have, you know, 10 stone of unsavoury fat taken off him by a surgeon. I'm really impressed he's lost, uh, lost half, half a stone on his own by going to the gym, like, and having his photos taken once a month. It's... Um, it doesn't quite... Well, I'm, I'm sure Arge is a, is a lovely local man, but I think if you look at his body shape and the lifestyle that he lives, it doesn't sort of give the impression of being overly healthy yeah. and 
Therefore, I'm not sure he's the best role model for um, for losing weight. Should we should we finish with the news of uh, the card shop in Droitwich, uh, which has now been fined altogether in fines eighteen thousand pounds for for continuously ignoring the coronavirus rules and restrictions and you know guidelines oh. and, and and opening. Um, that's quite a lot of money into eighteen thousand pounds, and and you know they, they must be losing in more money in fines now than they're actually taking in. Um, in business, I suppose, and they're in, da- you know, this card shop are in danger of folding. Oh, yeah, thank you very much. Bang, there we well go. Done. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know the bad news. I know, is it, I know the bad news is that the card shop might, might end up blowing away. No, but it's, it's quite bad. I've, um, I've had to get them a card that says, with sympathies, uh, sorry to hear of your loss <laughs> of uh, 18,000 pounds, and sent it through to them. Obviously, it's Valentine's Day, yeah, right? so obviously, you get a lot of cards and a lot of poems. Have you got any Valentine's poems at all, Jim? Have I got any Valentine's poems? Uh, yeah. No, no, nobody sent me any Valentine's cards or poems. All right, I've, I've got this one. It says, roses are red, violets are blue. Watch the Waste of Web Space podcast. Jimbo often goes to the loo. Hey! <laughs> and I've made sure that that's not going to happen today, hopefully. So, uh, shall we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Let's let's do a short podcast and cut it down to about one hour and 20 minutes. Well, that and the fact that we don't know how his technology is going to hold up, and it has been a little bit broken up today, although um, in a different way to last week, because we can still hear what he's saying, it's just every odd word kind of vanishes a little bit. So apologies uh, for the people who are experiencing that. Uh, so Fisher, you've got a, you've got, a, a, we're going back to the Ignoble Awards, aren't we? We are going back to Ignoble Awards, um, which I've talked about now, uh, quite a few times. I think we are going back to... The Noble Awards 2015. So I think it's probably the must be the sixth, seventh time that I've uh, talked about it. So if anyone's unfamiliar with that, effectively the Noble Awards are sort of the opposite of the Nobel Prizes, where you win the Nobel Prizes for doing things that are amazing in the fields of chemistry, physics, peace, um, economics, and all that sort of stuff. As where the Noble Awards are awarded for people who are doing stuff that's generally fairly useless and has not got much of a practical application. It's just a little bit silly. Oh, I don't know. I've got a slightly different technique of doing the questions this time, Jimbo. I don't know how you do any kind of making up the fake answers. How do you do them? Do you, do you look at what the real answer is and then sort of put a few substitutes in as well? Or Yeah, so like today I thought, you know, um, with some of the answers, I thought I could I could just basically choose similar answers to what the actual answer is sort of thing. Yeah, I normally do that. But I, thought, I thought I'd try and do something a little bit different, um, which is that I'd try, I'd try and find out what the award was for, make up a silly answer, and then see what the actual answer was. So there might be there might be a few differences between the possible things that are given. Mm-hmm. So just to, just to let you know that. I don't know whether that works better or worse. We'll find out later. So anyway, uh, as with these, again, they've been by sort of a team of people. So what I've tried to do is just mention um, kind of the first person on the list of names who won. So apologies to anyone if I don't credit your work. Well, I said your work was bloody useless anyway, so I think you probably got <laughs> off lightly if you've not been mentioned. So, what did Callum Ormande do to win the award for chemistry? Is it he studied the various merits of different condiments being used as garden, or he created a chemical recipe for unboiling an egg? So, he created a chemical recipe for unboiling an egg, so basically reversing an egg being boiled. And what was the first one again? He studied the various merits of using different condiments as garden fertiliser. All right, okay. Uh, so I presume you'd put like you know, tomato ketchup on there, brown sauce, vinegar, mustard, horseradish, <laughs> mint sauce, uh, and various other things. Some hmm. of which do grow in gardens, so you know. Yeah. I'm assuming that's the process he went down. 
Yeah, I suppose if you, if you were out there in the garden, you know, having a bag of chips or something, you've got your dips there as well, haven't you? At the same time, if if you'd put the uh, if you put the fertilizer down, uh, the sauce down as fertilizer, uh, I I reckon it might be the the, sec- the second one though, the egg one about unboiling an egg. Unboiling an egg, uh, you'd be right. Well done. So next up, what did Patricia Yang do to win the award for physics? Is it? She tested the principle that all mammals can enter their bladders in between 8 and 34 seconds. Or she conducted an experiment to see what length, what the optimal length of hair was to make a funny picture when putting a statically charged balloon against someone's head. <laughs> so, so, like a, a, a photograph then. So, so how long your hair needs to be to get a funny photograph of someone with the hair all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, so is it better if you've got sort of you know shorter length hair like we have, or if you've got some medium length hair or really kind of long hair going back down to your bottom? What kind of gives the best photo when you've got that static recharged balloon above your head and you and kind the, of get and that the, funny picture? And the first one was about like uh, how quick mammals empty the bladders. Yeah, mm. uh, which obviously we 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 have tested on this podcast on a number of occasions. <laughs> it's usually less than sixty seconds for me, isn't it? Um, and that does include a very quick hand wash as well. Not, I, not, I have, not as I long have, as the I government guidelines are. Yeah, um, I mean to be fair, I, I, I always recommend. I always say, you know, make sure in these tested times that you wash your hands before you go to the toilet. It's a really, really key, important thing, isn't that? Because right? there's there's a lot of germs out there, Jimbo. You don't want to get them on your cock, do you? So, <laughs> so make sure did, you wash before and then again afterwards. When, when did anybody sing happy birthday to you while washing the hands uh, this week? They didn't. Very, very disappointing. Very, very, uh, very upsetting. Yeah. Um, I do like some of the birthday. Imagine, imagine that though, like you know, you're singing happy birthday. Someone's, someone's, you know, washing their hands while singing happy birthday to you, and at the end they do the little clap like they always. Oh, you've not dried your hands, pal. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, I reckon then it's the it, it's it's the static balloon one. I think this time. Uh, you'll be wrong, unfortunately. <laughs> Next up, what did Mark Dingamans do? to win the award for literature. Did he write a research article about the extent to which people were able to recognise hidden messages within a, a piece of literature? If you read the first word of every paragraph in the article, it spelled out the message, help, I'm stuck inside this article, please call for help, I'm running out of paper and I need to... Or, was it for discovering that the word huh? seems to exist in every language and just indicate, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, Can you, just, you might have to just tell me the first one because you broke up a little bit towards the end of yeah. it. So the first one was that he wrote an art, a research article that was called The Extent to Which People Can Recognise Hidden Messages Within a Piece of Literature. If you read the first word of every paragraph, it spelled out the message, Help, I'm stuck inside this article. Please call for help. I'm running out of paper and I need to eat. So effectively, he had a hidden message in his article about hidden messages. <laughs> or was it for discovering that the word, huh, seems to exist in every language and just generally means that I don't know. That's not really discovery, is it? I think we could all disco- have discovered that one, probably. Is that is that is that, um, is, that is that is that is that the is that right for for Serbians for Serbians as well? Uh, I'm I no longer have a commitment. I don't want to talk about that country anymore. I'd, I'm too busy calling myself Roger to even care about what's happening <laughs> in Serbia. Uh, okay, let's go with the first one then. I think it's the uh, research paper, and he put a hidden message in the research paper about which was also about hidden messages. Uh, you're wrong, unfortunately. Next up, what did Geno Benayel do to win the award for management? Was it a research to perceive impact of escalating a complaint by fictitiously creating a comp- 
by fictitiously creating a person within the business he ran to respond to complaints from customers and then compared these to the complaints he'd handled himself. In truth, all complaints were responded to by him, but some were sent under a different guise. Or, for discovering that a lot of business leaders develop a fondness for risk-taking after experiencing natural disasters during their childhood. Right, okay. So the first one is about, does he respond to complaints better using it, a fake using a fake persona, basically? Yeah, it's more kind of, is the complaint better received by the person receiving it if it looks like it's coming from the person who handles complaints? It's, I've, I've right. poured it onto the complaints department where he actually hasn't. It's just himself doing it. And the second one? Um, it's claimed that he discovered a lot of business leaders have a, a greater fondness for risk-taking if they've experienced natural disasters when they're growing up that obviously haven't affected them too badly. Hmm. I mean, if, if they died in an earthquake, then generally speaking, they don't have much of a business career later no. in life because they passed away a number of years ago. And they're one of the 69,000 people who died in a Chinese earthquake <laughs> and therefore don't want to have a business career. The, the, the second, just going back, if, if you're only just tuning in now, last week I really seriously over... Uh, over sort of stated how many people died in an earthquake years ago, didn't I? Um, but anyway, uh, okay, I, I think it's the... F- <sighs> See, the, the second one seems to make a little bit more sense, in a way. Uh, why it needs researching, I don't know. But but the, the first one, I think, is... is it, I think it's the first one. You'd be wrong, unfortunately. So I think... Are you on one out of four so far, by the looks of it? I think so. Um, I, I I got that idea from uh, um, someone who I know ran a business and they, they did something similar. Um, if someone was complaining, oh, just hang just hang on there. I'll transfer you through to the complaints department. And it'd be, er, hello, Emil from the complaints department. Oh no, uh, I'm sorry to hear that you've had a problem with that. I'll just transfer you back to the other person. Oh hi, yes, uh, yes, I think that's yes, that's been handled. Okay, yes, I'll pass you back. Hey, yes, I'm not too sure about that, you know. And um, yeah, that's kind of how they they that. Seriously, ran partly ran their business by transferring them through themselves. Sir, Sir Alex Ferguson was uh, was was running the complaints department. Yeah, it was both manager and assistant manager of Man United. So that's why he was so <laughs> successful. Didn't have anyone else interfering with his uh, with his team. Well, there we go. So next up, the Thailand government. Why did the Thailand government have an involvement in the victory for economics? Is it they introduced a new policy of preventing people from drinking water in the offices of all government buildings to reduce the amount of time people were spending going to the toilet? It was removed after about a week as too many people were getting dehydrated. Or they gave the Bangkok police force a bonus. It <laughs> was only payable. Sorry, go on. I'm so, it's, it's that Valentine's episode, but because of the way the uh, audio cut, then it said <laughs> it, it came out rather than bonus. It came out boner. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I say, you've got to have a happy workforce, Jimbo. You've got to have a happy work. Is it they gave the Bangkok police force a bonus, which was only payable if they didn't accept any bribe? Kind of did it again, anyway. Okay, I get, I get what you're saying there. You said bonus. Okay, so oh. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, oh, this is a tough one, but I, I think it might be the t- first one this time again. First one. Really, you should have said it's a hard one. But um, <laughs> you think it's the first one? Yeah. Uh, you'd be wrong. 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 Oh. Yeah. I think out of all of the questions that we've asked so far in the Ignoble Awards, that is, this one is that one was probably my favourite in terms of giving award, <laughs> giving people a bonus if they don't We're not taking bribes. bribes from other people. Yeah, I, I thought it was quite a quite a good one. So next up, why Hajj Mali Kate win the award for medicine? Is it for assessing whether medicines were more effective if they featured pictures of happy people on the label, or for studying the medical effects of intense kissing? 
is very appropriate for Valentine's Day, Jimba. Yeah. So, um, so whether people on on bottles of medicine or whatever smiling makes people feel better about it or want to take it more, yeah. possibly whatever. Um, and the second one uh, is about. Just remind me again. I've got that. I've got such short, bad short term memory. Uh, the the second one was studying the medical effects of intense kissing. Ooh. Right. Okay. Um. Uh. Both pretty. Po- again, pointless, which is the ignoble awards. But I'm I'm gonna go with the second one this time. See, it's Valentine's Day. Let's go with the, the Valentine's themed one. Sorry, just to uh, just if my wife's watching this, intense kissing is not pointless. I would hasten to say. <laughs> anyway, sorry. What was the answer you guys did, Jim? I'm gonna go with the intense kissing. Intense kissing. Uh, you'd be right, Jimbo. Well done. Imagine being part of that um, research survey or whatever. Yeah. Um, Pucker up. Because you've got that right, Jim. Yeah. Because you've got that right, Jimbo, your prize for that. <laughs> if you just hold on, I'll pop round to your house in a few minutes. <laughs> um, social distance, obviously. So, yeah, as I say, imagine being part of that research paper. I, mean, I think there'll be plenty of volunteers, but it just depends who you've got to kiss, really, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, true. Um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there are some exceptionally attractive scientists out there who you probably would want to kiss, and there's probably a lot who maybe you will well, I said, yeah, imagine, I don't think imagine same... being put put in the uh, in the, with Chris Whitty. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope someone does get the chance to it. I, I hope someone does intensely kiss him because it's been a tough year for him, <laughs> and he probably probably deserves it. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's a nice bloke. <laughs> I mean, what do you, what do you think is going to happen to him when all this is over? When all coronavirus is finished, is he going to appear on you know the next series of Strictly Come Dancing? Is he going to be in the jungle? Yeah. Just let me get me out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he is. He going to be a small-time celebrity, or is he the masked singer? Turn his back on it. The masked oh, singer. Yeah. It couldn't keep a mask on. Yeah, uh, so it's, everyone's wearing it now, aren't they? Did you watch it last? No, last I didn't. By the way, the masked singer. Did, have you seen it at all? I, I've seen what it is, and it is it is a very good idea for a game show. I've got it, mate. I should have watched it, yeah. but I didn't. Yeah, I, 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 we watch it. Um, I don't really know why, because it's not the quality. The singing's not all right. It's nice to night. Sorry, um, the I'm struggling. Not, it's that singing. Sure it knocked like, me out earlier. Really strained yeah, in my sure neck. Like me, you're up. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, but watching the mass singer, it was one by Joss Stone last night, who obviously is well known because we you once wrote her name on a stone and chucked it on Housley Lane somewhere <laughs> um, as part of the Chapel Town Rocks Facebook. And I don't think many, no one no one even guessed it was her inside the costume. Everyone thought it was a couple of other people. Um, but. Yeah, it's just fascinating, really, trying to work out who's inside the costume. Did, did Joss Stone? I got, did, I got it, one out. Did, did, was was Joss Stone's costume um, bare feet? Did they have bare feet? Uh, because she's known for uh, for singing in no. bare feet, so or yeah. for for performing in bare bare feet, and that would have been a, a, a giveaway, wouldn't it? Yeah, she was dressed as a sausage. Um, a sausage. I think it was in sort of like a cone of chips. Ironically, uh, dressed as uh, been so keen on sausage, she was actually pregnant as well. Um, but I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was strange that maybe she should have, as you say, dressed as a bear, because then she would have had a bear. That would have been a clue to who it was. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Or she could have been like a cave cave girl sort of thing, with like yeah. big sort of you know feet things on, yeah. Some of the clues were a bit woolly. I mean, one of them was because it showed her eating some fish and chips, and there was some reference to sort of two pints of lager and a pack of crisps, which obviously made a lot of people think it was Sheridan Smith. Um, however, the reference to fish was that there was a type of fish called bear. Dover soul, and she's from Dover, which obviously means that you know everyone should have guessed it was Joss Stone just on the basis of that. Um, it was it was quite interesting. Uh, one of the contestants on there was uh, Morton Harkett. If you know who he is, do you know who Morton Harkett is? No. He was the lead. It was the lead singer of the song Aha. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, of the band Aha. Um, and no one guessed it was him at all. Even though 
for one of the songs, guess what he sang? He sang Take On Me. He sang Take On Me by Our Heart. No one <laughs> guessed it was him. And he, and he even said, they did sort of like some various clues as well. And one of them was, he got a picture of, he was dressed as a Viking. Bear in mind, he's from Norway. So, or, well, he's actually thinking he might be half Norwegian, half Swedish, I'm not too sure. <laughs> um, he's, he's from Norway, dressed as a Viking. He sang his, his own song. But at one point, it got, as a clue, some hidden footage in the background, and he got him on the telephone, and he said, uh-huh, 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 and then gave the phone back, and still no one guessed it was him. Uh-huh. It, it, was, it was it was really really quite interesting. I mean, it's, uh, I, I, it's quite just different, really. Did you not uh, guess it was him? I didn't guess it was him, no. I thought that might have been, the only guess I could think of it might have been Ricky Wilson from Casualty, so I don't really know why I thought it was. Some of the other people thought it was him. Um, who did I guess? I guess so Ellis Baxter of the first week, she's got quite a distinctive sound though. Yeah. Um, I think by the sounds of it, some of the singers like to do songs that don't sound like it's them. Yeah, try yeah. and do things in different but I think if you're sort of a recording artist you've generally got to stick to a certain style, a certain genre because that's what you found. So it gave them the chance to sing something completely different. Cool, I'm, um, I'm going to have to watch the next, next of, time it's on. I believe there is due to be a spin-off programme called The Masked Dancer. Oh, okay. Apparently. One, one person I did get very quickly in the first week I thought it was um, um, was there was a Robin or someone dressed as a Robin and that was Aston Nerigold from JLS um, but his, his first song was Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls theme tune by Justin Timberlake yeah yeah like, but he's he danced to that on Strictly Come Dancing once and, and he, he, he could tell from his dancing he was quite good and it, yeah. it sounded like him looked like mm. him and do you know what the final clue was to who he was no he said his name was I said my name Sounds like it fits like a glove, <laughs> which obviously is a marigold. Right, <laughs> marigold. Oh yeah, there's, there's due to be a spin-off program called the the, uh, the Mass Dancer. However, people don't know if Rita Ora is going to appear on there because obviously she's a judge <laughs> on the Mass Singer, but obviously she caused a bit of controversy with her um, various lockdown parties and not quarantine and all that sort of stuff. So oh, there we go. Okay, I think we've drifted off a bit from the uh, anyway, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, yeah. But yes, that, that, that's what we've been doing on Saturday nights anyway. Um, it's, it's just something a bit different, a bit unusual. I would um, I would highly recommend it because it's just, just like completely... Is, it, like... is this, has this become the Masked Singer spin-off show that they have? You know, like... Possibly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Go, can we do this quiz? <laughs> you that suggested Chris Whitty should go on there. I mean, it really is just really, really strange. I mean, and it's just sort of like quite good fun. Yeah, yeah. No, it does look really. good. It does look uh, good. It's got celebrities on, but because you don't know who they are, they're not sort of. They don't. You don't feel like they're sort of just clamming for attention. But never mind. Anyway, next up. Um, what did Elizabeth Ockermonch do to win the award for mathematics? Is it she conducted a study to work out whether it was easier to count backwards whilst also walking backwards? Or she used a mathematical technique to understand how a man could allegedly father 888 children in 30 years. Wow. So that that's the that's how. That's that's how much scientists worked out you could how many kids you could potentially have if you proper went for it. Yeah, I think it's probably working out how many times you'd have to be successful um, <laughs> you know, in that thirty-year period. It's not that difficult, really. I think, is it? You just sort of divide uh, eight hundred eighty-eight by thirty and sort of say that um, uh, you'd have to conceive twenty twenty-nine point six um, per year, which means divided by fifty-two. That's only zero point five five seven children per week, really. Mm. So. Where's my Nobel Prize? Neil, that's if that one's right, obviously. Well, I'm sure if they go to Kendry um, in Barnsley, they'll uh, they'll be able to get some more research done. I'm only joking. Uh, so I, I reckon it was 
I think it's the first one. Like, can somebody... Oh, no, no, I don't. I'm going to go the second one. The, the first one was about, is it easier to walk backwards and count backwards? Does it make it easier? Uh, well, yeah. Does walking yeah. backwards make it easier to count backwards? Basically? And, yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be the one about the uh, fathering children. And well done, you'd be correct. Well, I think we're on to question uh, question eight out of ten. So there's another there's a few left. Uh, only three left. So you've got, you've got three out of seven so far. I think. Um, next up. So how? What did Bruno Grossi do to win the award for biology? Is it for assessing how fashionable colourblind people are? Conducting the survey which asked people to try and assess whether people were colourblind based purely on the clothes that they were wearing. So I think he showed pictures of colourblind people to members of the public and said. So is this person colourblind? What he's wearing, or is it for observing that if you attach a weight to the back of a chicken, it will walk like a dinosaur? <laughs> oh, of course, like sort of like upright, like a like a T Rex type thing. I presume so. Oh, um, um I... just to, just to clarify, my video I wasn't going jumpy there. I was actually doing that. <laughs> no, I reckon it's the I reckon it's the first one, and I think it, they were doing research about colourblind people and okay. clothes. Uh, uh, you'd be wrong. 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 Oh. Wrong. Uh, yeah, apparently they observed that if you t- attach a weight to the back of a chicken, uh, it will walk like a dinosaur. Uh, I'm assuming that the research was around how heavy the weight had to be. Presumably if it was too heavy, the chicken just fall over backwards. <laughs> too light, they just walk normally. Uh, I'm sure it's on everyone's mind what's the optimal weight to strap to the back of a chicken to make it walk like a dinosaur. Uh, next up, the penultimate question. Um, what did Dilar Karim do to win the award for diagnostic medicine? Is it they research whether you will be likely to suffer appendicitis if you suffer pain while driving over a speed bump? Or they research the extent to if you listen to listen and dance to fast temp house music, you'll be more likely to suffer from knee pain. Right, so the 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 the, the type of music you listen and dance to could, could could result in more knee pain, or whether going over speed bumps can predict if you're gonna suffer from appendicitis. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, the, the, I suppose, like when when you know people who do certain types of dance or any activity, really, whether it be certain sports, or whatever, are going to suffer more knee pain than others. So there's a bit more sense in that one. Um, yeah, presumes. But well, obviously, house music is a variety of music, uh, as is garage music, and uh, um, as is living room music, music, <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. So, well, yeah, I mean, why do houses, houses, and garage get their own versions well, of uh, music and genres? Yeah, what does Alexa do? It's like you know. You know, like you know, if you've got Alexas all around the house, so I should be careful when I say that because I've got one right here. Does it kind of like you know, if you say uh-uh-uh, play garage music, does it play in your garage or does it play garage music? Yeah, good point. Is it just the sound of me like sort of hammering something in, hammering, you know, screwing two bits of wood together and shifting out, so you know, a bit of sweeping up and all that sort of stuff in the garage? I mean, much sure. Do you do anything in your garage? Have you got a garage? No, I don't garage. have a garage. No. Oh man, missing out. I mean. Where do you just chuck all your bits of rubbish that you can't be bothered to throw out and take back to the tip? Or do you just take them to the tip? In the back of my car. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we've got a garage, yeah, it's just full of rubbish. Um, I'm, and I'm really pleased I've got that sort of empty space there that sort of doesn't have anything useful in it. <laughs> wait, wait, you've got to have your tools somewhere and stuff, haven't you, Jim Bam? Yeah. Um, so I reckon then it's the, it's, the, it's the first one. I think it's the speed bump one. Okay. And uh, you'd be right. Well done. So, final question, and we're talking about Michael Snurb, and what did he do to win the award for physiology? Is it, he studied how a 
effectively you can juice a lemon using your elbow joint, or which might be popular with it coming at Pancake Day. Or is it arranged for a bee to sting him in different locations on the body <laughs> in order to make an assessment as to where was the most painful? So um, he arranged for a bee to sting him. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, has make, he has to ring up and make an appointment. Hello, is yeah. that... <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mr. B. <laughs> yes, I'd like your stinging services, please. Yeah. Where? Well, actually, it's a funny one. Um, I'd like you to sting me in numerous places. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, okay. So, what, what was that, Mr. B? You're, you're too busy giving Peter K lift to his local gig. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> right, I reckon it, oh, I'm going to go with the, the second one, the bee stings. Bee stings? Yeah. Uh, um, well, congratulations, you're correct. Well done, you're only as... Was your last, uh, last answer. Brilliant. Enjoyed that, Fisher. Yeah, I've got I've got a little bit more information actually in relation to uh, where he said was the most painful. Oh um, yeah, where I'm not was sure it? If you'd like, yeah. Would you like to have a bit of a guess as to where might be the most painful and least painful? Um, painful? Uh, it depend- I don't know whether this is one of the places that he arranged for the bee sting, or they had to phone a special type of hotline for this uh, for this service. I don't know. Maybe maybe different type of bee, honey bee, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, did it? Did it? Did it, did he get a sting on the ball sack? <laughs> um, uh, well, you close. I mean, it, it's a penis shaft. Uh, it's one of the worst places. Um, so I'm not, not sure that's not sure that suggests he had an erection. I mean, pervert. Honestly, from a, from a bee. Bee, I mean. Um, other, other places that you might want to. I reckon the. I reckon. I reckon the ear. I reckon the ear is quite a difficult and a nasty one on the nose. Um, no, it, it didn't say that. Um, there is, there is. Uh, the other two places are on the face, though, that are, that are highlighted. The lip, uh, the upper lip, yeah, specifically the upper lip. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Whether he, I'm not sure he said. Tell you what, let's have a go on the lower lip. See, that's a bit less. <laughs> uh, um, but it does amazing because sure, brave it, research. It, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it, it'll swell up, won't it? Mm. It's, it's a popular trend with women nowadays, isn't it? That they do have um, fillers in the lips, so they swell up anyway. Mm. So maybe ne- that's a future job, just getting the beat on there. Next year, he's he's tra- he's gonna apparently he's doing research on which um which uh, police CD stings the most when 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 flung at him and in which part of the in which part of the body. Of course, that's a Very reference to, um, to sting. There you to go. Sting, that's yeah, terrible. Yeah. But anyway, should we move yeah. on? Uh, well, I was just going to finish off that um, as well. The, the nostril as well. Oh yeah, was one of the most painful areas. Uh, least painful areas, just 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 in case it happens. To be arranging for a um, a bee to sting you, and you've got a for some reason a contractual obligation to get stung by a bee. It is the places you should ask the bee to try and sting you. Um, so I'm a, I don't know if he put honey on parts of his body to get the bee to sting there. Maybe I, I don't quite know. But uh, the least painful places were the skull, which is a bit strange because the nose and upper lip are on the skull. There we go. So it said the, I'm assuming that like top of your head, or top something. of your head. Yeah. yeah. Um, the middle toe tip. I don't know if he. <laughs> How many sti- He must have had a lot of stings. Uh, yeah, sounds like it. Um, it always says twenty-five, actually. and I don't know if that suggests that the middle toe is better than other toes to get <laughs> stung on. And also, it doesn't really say whether it's right or left. There we go. And also, the upper arm is apparently a good place to get stung. Yeah. Have you ever been uh, stung before? Know. I have never knowingly been stung by a bee or a wasp. Um, and I'm, I was going to say I'm not aware of unknowingly being stung by a bee or a wasp, but I would know. Because I didn't know about it, but uh, no, I haven't. Have you? Yes, I was uh, putting my football boots on as a, uh, a a separate. I always seem to get injured while putting my football boots on. If you remember in a previous podcast, I said that I once uh, pulled a muscle in my neck, um, yeah. 
and couldn't play the next day because I was putting my boots on and pulled a muscle in my neck while I was doing that. Um, but I once was putting my football boots on and put my hand on a, well, which I didn't realise, I put it over a dead worm and I think there was a wasp on it and I got stung on, the, on my hand. Uh, so that's the, I've got nothing to compare it to. I can't make a chart because I've only ever been stung once. So. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> Apologies, I was just reading the message that, said that came in there. Uh, um, so we're going to move on to the next bit. Of, I was going to say the next bit of the show, but we're, 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 sort of the end we're going to wrap up for sure. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening, watching, viewing, uh, whatever today. Again, sorry about the uh, difficulty with the internet. Well, we'll try and get it fixed. I'm not sure. It's sometimes these things are out of our hands, aren't they? When we're working. Uh, yeah. Like we are remotely, but uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Boris will bring us some news, and maybe in a uh, few episodes, maybe who knows? Maybe as early as April, we might be able to broadcast together. Yeah, but socially distanced. Who knows? We'll uh, yeah. we'll see. If only we, we'll have to try and find an appropriate location in a safe manner. Um, I think we're allowed to for work purposes. Does this count as work? We have to start paying each other. True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the only way to the only way to make sure we don't get ourselves out of pocket is if I paid you and you paid me. Yeah, uh, can Hopefully you can you pay can you pay me more than what I need to pay you? Yeah, uh, yeah, performance reflective pay. Yeah, <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. Right. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, please tweet us, Facebookers, uh, Waste of Web Space is where you'll find us. WasteofWebspace.co.uk. Plenty of ways to get in touch. Leave us a review, whatever. Thank you for listening. I'm gonna go and have a lay down because honestly, that that song is not. Uh, that song knocked me out. It's proper strain to sing that. You have to re- if you if you enjoyed it that much, rewind the episode and listen to it again. Because uh, it just hurts me just to listen to it. Probably probably the same as everybody else. So right, see you later. Very good. Thank you very much. Bye bye.